You're listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Dr. Rani Bora and Liz Scott. In each 10-minute episode, Rani and Liz explore the powerful truth about resilience, resourcefulness, and psychological well-being. And the good news is that it's much more simple than you ever thought. Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast. My name's Liz Scott and I'm a well-being coach. And I'm Rani and I'm a psychiatrist and coach. Um, Rani, we've been sort of uh, looking at the theme of listening for well-being and one of the areas we thought might be helpful to look at is it's all very well listening for well-being maybe in your day-to-day life but, but what about when it comes to listening for well-being with people say who have dementia or who have mental illness is it different in those situations so that's I thought that would be quite a nice one for us to talk about today Yes, um, and it seems seems like, doesn't it, that when people are unwell, say if people have mental illness, that somehow mental health or well-being has gone away. And when they are sort of um, clinically, clinically they have recovered, um, then well-being has come back. And um, see, we don't want to get people to get the you know wrong idea that we are not it's not like we are saying mental illness doesn't exist or you know you shouldn't um treat people or 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 anything like that we are not saying that at all but what we are also pointing people to is that people are people human beings are human beings irrespective of whether they have been diagnosed with mental illness or not whether they have any form of uh, physical illness including in, including dementia because we know that sort of um, the brain is affected in, in 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 dementia so these are real conditions um, sort of um, especially I'm talking about physical disorders these are real conditions and even in mental illness people who have um, suffered mental illness they know how, how real it is and how, how difficult it is to just function uh, as, as normal and, and for professionals like myself we have seen people who are very very poorly and who then sort of with time and um, treatment and so on seem to recover but what we are seeing here at the moment is even when people are really unwell uh, we, we are challenging the notion that well-being just slips away from them in, in, when they are say admitted to the hospital and that sort of it's just gone we are, we are saying that Meant, you know, the innate well-being we are pointing people to still exists. It, it can never leave people. Um, people might not be, people might not know that they still have well-being, uh, and they they might be very um, caught up in their experiences or very scared of the experiences, and their behavior might be very distressing for themselves and for other people around them. But we are saying that despite all the noise, despite all all of that, well-being still still exists. Uh, and can I give you an example? Yeah, that's, I think that would be really helpful because I, cause I really hear what you're saying here, which is like, you know, maybe we, we kind of see in a society either you're mentally ill um, or, you're, or you're well. So you either have well-being or you don't. And actually what I'm hearing here is you're saying that, that, that actually it, it, it still exists even, even though you might have a, a diagnosis of mental illness, which, which might be absolutely valid. Well-being is, is still present. Yes, and I... Sort of, can you see if I were to cognitively make it up? Like, okay, it's a nice idea. Um, 
that's not the same as when you have a felt experience. And I have had experiences with my patients when I was a um, I was working in the hospital and I used to um, run a rehab ward, and you know people would. M- all of my patients would have serious mental illness um, and bipolar affective disorder, long-standing depression, psychosis, schizophrenia, you name it. Uh, I just want to give you an illustration of what can happen sometimes. Um, so I was with this person who had a diagnosis of bipolar affective disorder and one of the things I used to do is um, I used to take people out for short walks inside the, in, a, in, in the grounds and we had a lovely sort of ground and so sort of I was just um, going out for a sort of talk, talk you know just walk and chat sort of thing with with my with my patient just 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 trying to catch him in an environment which was not just very clinical and we were it was it was lovely it was uh, the sun was shining i think it was um, a, a lovely spring day and we were sitting down i said okay let's just sit down on the ground and we were sitting down and sort of um, you know he he was a bit low he was he was telling me about his issues and nothing seemed to sort of change for him and then his eyes uh, you know he, he caught the sight of squirrels uh, running around sort of near the trees and sort of uh, we both paused and we were looking at them and I could see that his state had changed and sort of he just said listen listen can, can you can you see that those squirrels are trying to talk to one another and so I, I just um, I also paused and from you know we stopped what he was saying and then we just looked there and it seemed like they were talking to one another and, and this guy had a background and, and sort of um, I think he was a tree surgeon I can't even remember now but sort of in that moment, it was like I could see his well-being come through. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a, someone who was in hospital and has been having treatment. But can you see that sort of um, we just drop, drop into a place of well-being? Not because I had done something specific to him or we tried some strategies. In that moment, sort of he had less thinking about what was going on and more he was present in the moment. And that was so beautiful. Mm, I think that is absolutely beautiful. And I love the way that um, what you point to there is this, this the, the, it's, it, the well-being came through him. It wasn't something that you did. It's not like we're going to say, well, Vani, what did you do at that moment? And could you redo that so that he could have that moment of well-being again? It's just recognising what was within him just kind of spilled out. A little bit like um, on a cloudy day, having a little chink of sun coming through the clouds. It's a little bit like that. It just, it just spills out. It's there all the time. So I've got a, a family member um, who has dementia. And um, I guess um, he's at the stage at the moment where, you know, he, he, he probably can't go into, say, town on his own because he wouldn't be able to navigate around or uh, he can't really be left on his own for long periods of time. Um, and I have to say, even when I'm talking to him, it can be quite a boring conversation because he, uh, much as I love him, he, he forgets what he said. He'll ask the same question time and time again. Uh, and so we can literally spend hours just just me telling him how old I am and how old the dog is, and he'll just keep asking me the same question time and time again. Now, quite clearly, cognitively, he's not functioning like he did ten years ago. I'm, you know, I, I can see that. However, um, what I'm able to see now, as I listen for well-being, is something very different than I used to be able to see. Because in, in the past, I would have just seen what wasn't right with him. But now I can see that, so say for example, even when he's talking with me, his well-being is coming through because I can see his desire wanting to connect. Like that's coming through in the questions he's asking. I can see that when he does 
sort of, I don't know, when we take him into town and he just gets a little bit confused, that there's something that kicks him that, that helps keep him safe, that helps, for example, even knowing that he needs to stick by us, he kind of knows at some level he needs to do that. So even, even when I sit down and I have conversations with him which really go nowhere, at some level I can see that despite his brain not functioning like it used to, there's some life force, there's some energy, there's some desire for connection that is still coming through him. And, and I know with dementia that this isn't a prognosis that, that he will get better from. It, it will deteriorate as, as I've seen it deteriorate. But I kind of know at some level, and again, we're, we're talking about listening, I guess, beyond the ears and the eyes, um, and the physicality of listening but at some level I kind of get there's a connection that I can access and be with him um, which is me my well-being and his well-being connecting at some level which actually is very nourishing it's really hard to put words to it Ronnie but does that make any sense at all yes um, and and Liz that was such a beautiful illustration of um, what it really means at a practical level isn't it because it's all well and good to ask for to say listen for well-being and then you'll say but what about this what about that I guess one thing I heard in what you said and also reflecting on what I had said is how we then do not have to put pressure on ourselves um, to to see the person in in another light. So it just when we really know that sort of well-being is there and is constant, and of course there are limitations of the form, limitations of the brain, limitations of the body, limitations of any any illnesses. When we know it's still there, mm. and we and we sort of make it okay not to even sense it, or for the other people not to see that for themselves. It, in a way, you know, it takes some pressure off us. It takes some weight off our shoulders to, to be a certain way or mm. to advise something specific in that moment. Mm. And we just are. Oh, Rania, I think that really, has, um, that really has helped me see what I was trying to say there, which is actually this is about me when I'm in my well-being, when I'm in that just being in that space. It's almost that connection is present regardless of what's going on with the person with me it's almost like I can sense I can sense the well-being even though I couldn't articulate it or point it out specifically and it, I don't need to I just need to be with someone sometimes and that in itself is enough that's beautiful yes and we do what we need to do and we do what we need to do wow so these are really wonderful um, conversations and I know that um, we talk about well-being and we talk about the inside out understanding or the three principles as uh, it's often called and I know that one of the common questions we get asked is well how do I go and share the inside out understanding how do I share the three principles and that's going to be the topic we're going to pick up in our next podcast You've been listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Liz Scott and Dr. Rani Bora. Check out coachingconnect.co.uk and ranibora.com for information, articles, and ideas about well-being.